podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. This is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. How are you? Good, sir. I'm good. I'm very, very good. And I'm ready to do this. Are you? Absolutely. Right. Well, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Boom. So yesterday, I have a question for you, sir. Did you celebrate National Mother-in-Law Day? No, I did not. Well, okay. So I feel like I can't make any more mother-in-law jokes because my mother-in-law is like awesome like she is a killer so i i'll have to refrain from jokes and say i celebrated it because she is freaking awesome i actually got pretty lucky too i've got i've got a good mother-in-law actually i have two mothers-in-law so that's that's the silver lining behind your uh, wife's parents being divorced Uh perfect that gives me two mothers-in-law, which could be a nightmare, but instead it's fantastic because I like them both. Yeah, that could be basically hell on earth, but it sounds like you hit a jackpot. Totally did. Sweet. Although although my, my wife's mother is like six feet tall and could dunk a basketball over my pumpkin head. so And, and she does just to like, every time you come in, she's just like, boom, mm-hmm. just to make yeah. you feel like I've got control over you. Just to remind me of her dominance. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I like her already. Yeah. So uh, today actually is National Boston Cream Pie Day. Yes. And if that's not good enough, it's also National TV Talk Show Day in honor of Johnny Carson's birthday. Johnny Carson. Nice. And tomorrow is National Bologna Day. Which is appropriate. Right. And bologna is definitely on the list of foods that you liked as a kid, but now think is disgusting. Although I would say that that is debatable because, no, it's true. It's true. Well... Wednesday is National Greasy Food Day. Oh, yes. That's my kind of day. But I do want to ask this question. What is your favorite greasy food? Oh, man, that's a good question. I really love bacon and hash browns so much. You know, a good, a good like a truck stop breakfast. Yes. Everything, on, everything yes. on the plate is at least a little bit greasy, right? That's that's correct. I think the truck stop breakfast is, is the best way to put that. Well, well played, sir. Thank you. Now it's Thursday, which is, which is National Mule Day. Well, mm-hmm. do you know what a mule is, a real mule? No, I don't know what a mule is. It's a hybrid between a, a, a male donkey and a female horse. But I think that I'm going to celebrate National Moscow Mule Day. Nice. Yes, or a gin mule, because gin mules are delicious, 100%. I wonder if the listener has noticed that we do slight tweaks to some of the days on our lists. Yes, it's well, it's the only way to actually get what you want to celebrate. That's, that's correct. Well, Friday is National Breadstick Day. Yes, breadsticks are awesome. I just had one. Yes, and, and so this is another good example of what I was just talking about because I like to celebrate a slight variation, and I call it National Free Breadstick Day, Ooh. which is when I go to Olive Garden and attempt to put them out of business. <laughs> Dude, the unlimited soup selling bread at Olive Garden is basically the only thing you should really eat at Olive Garden, and their breadsticks <laughs> are delicious. With that, it's time to take a look at This Week in History. Excellent. So in 1797, in this very week... 
The first parachute, parachute jump of note is made by Andre Jacques Garnerin, which nice I'm sure I didn't Yeah, Garnerin. I am <laughs> Apparently, it's the Swedish chef from the Muppets that yeah. named this guy. So, so uh, Andre Andre Jacques jumped from a hydrogen balloon three thousand two hundred feet above Paris. Wow! Now here's where it gets interesting. Okay. Leonardo da Vinci conceived of the idea of the parachute. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep. And uh, Frenchman Louis Sebastian Lernermand. <laughs> 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 fashioned a kind of parachute out of two umbrellas and jumped from a tree in 1783. So what is that? 14 years before that. But Andre Jacques was the first to design a test parachute capable of showing, I'm um, sorry, capable of, of slowing a man's fall from a high altitude. Did he also invent the Jacques strap? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You know, I don't think though that I would have chosen to be the first test pilot of the parachute. No, I agree with that. So in 1881 uh, was the shootout, was the famous shootout at the OK Corral. So it was just OK. It wasn't that great of a shootout. <laughs> it was more like the meh corral. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1901, this is one of my favorite notes this week, was the first bell ride down Niagara Falls. Oh, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? No, I've not. It's really, really cool. And they have like... If not the original, not the original, but like you know, one of the original um, famous crafts that took it down the falls. It's pretty cool. Cool. Well, over the next 95 years after the first jump was made, 15 more people have jumped. And sadly, only 10 of them have survived. Ooh. I do not like that percentage. Yeah, that's a kind of a, a low margin of success. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, in 1934, failed farmer turned bank robber Pretty Boy Floyd is caught after a four-year pursuit. Wow. Like continuous? Like a chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were jogging behind her for four years. This is exhausting. <laughs> Woo. Um, and man, what a, what a crazy left turn that is. So farming didn't work out, so he turned to bank robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what kind of farmer was he that didn't go so well? That like that was it. He's like, you know what? If I can't do this, it's it's a life of crime for me. Right. <laughs> of course, that sounds strange, but uh, but you know, famously, Doc Holliday was a dentist before he broke bad. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and then he went to the Midwest to try to ease his tuberculosis. Okay, so in this week in 1962 marks the beginning of the Cuban Missile Crisis. In 1980, the Australian rock gods ACDC earned their top 40 hit with, can you guess? You shook me all night long. I didn't give you a chance to guess because everybody would get that. You, you know what? That that makes it an awesome rock song. Yes. But if you insert the word baby, it makes it really unfortunate. <laughs> Ah, classic shaken baby joke. Nice. So in 1997, do you remember this? This is 20 years ago. Marv Albert faces sentencing in sexual assault case. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was really awkward because he was uh, caught wearing like women's underwear and the assault in included him, I think, biting a woman on the on the rear quarters. Okay. Well, it that's was weird. really strange. And isn't it weird that he's back to work and everybody's like yeah that never happened <laughs> yeah we're just we're, that was a long time ago it was a wild wild times the 90s well with that it's time for the news yes love this jingle so if i said colorado springs cops are hunting a woman dubbed the mad pooper guess what she's been doing if that's her nickname well does this mean that she was like somebody who was cr crazy and pooping or was she like really mad 
like like furious and then just pooping. I just want you to guess what this person is doing who's who's the cops have nicknamed the Mad Pooper. Well, I would imagine she's like pooping outside of convenience stores. <laughs> okay, so so apparently there's this woman in Colorado Springs that lives in this just normal neighborhood, a normal suburban neighborhood, who goes out regularly, probably a few times a week, to jog, and she's been dropping her pants and pooping in people's yards out like out in public. Oh. No. So so the story actually came from Fox News, and there was a video clip of the news coverage there, and they interviewed this woman named Kathy Buddy. Huh. And, and one of the, so she says that her children are actually the first ones that caught this woman in the act. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so so her kids go outside and, and there's this woman in pooping position with her with her pants down around her ankles and they're and she's <laughs> pooping in their yard. And so so her kids go go running back in the house and they're like there's a lady taking a poop outside. <laughs> so th- this woman who lives there goes out to confront the lady and she's like, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. And then gets up and jogs off. Like that's it. Like, Oh my bad. Or like, Oh yeah, sorry. I am doing that. As a matter of fact. Well, I mean, however, however, like they have this awkward encounter. She finishes up her business and then she gets up and, and jogs away. Like jogs or like kind of does a waddle because I don't think anybody can walk comfortably after just pooping. They were reportedly saying that it happens at least once a week and they even have pictures of her where she carries paper towels with her. So, so this is part of her normal jogging routine. Oh my gosh. What yeah, is wrong and, with you? And so she leaves the paper towels behind. So she she, she poops uh, their, in their yard, then wipes herself and then leaves the paper towel there and jogs away. Oh no. Yes, this keeps happening, and other residents in the neighborhood have also seen her do it in their yard. And and so finally, this this woman, Kathy Buddy, she puts up a sign that it literally reads, "Please, I'm begging you, stop, you know, doing this." And so that didn't work. Uh, apparently, she's done it in front of other people's homes. She's even done it in front of a Walgreens in the neighborhood. Dude, that makes me like so angry. Like, what kind of person are you that does this? But isn't that bizarre? Like, well, here's so here's my question. So, how do you get away with that, especially if you've actually had interaction or encounters with people there that you're pooping in their yard, and they're like, "Hey, stop pooping in my yard!" Like, and like they don't know her identity. They haven't caught her. Like, the police haven't caught her anything. I mean, that's just. I mean, that, and that makes me mad on so many levels. So what? So what? What you're saying is, when you're out jogging, you don't poop in your neighbor's yard. Correct. As a general guideline for joggers, you don't poop in your neighbor's yard, and definitely not repeatedly. <laughs> not on a weekly basis like part of your routine yeah like oh you know it's fine i poop on people's yards it's totally fine and normal don't you judge me what what if what if across the street in the middle of this neighborhood there was a large park with public restrooms oh my god i would i would be out there with a bullhorn and sun <laughs> and i mean i would just rain down passive aggression on this person <laughs> <laughs> yes and and here we'll, we'll finish up with this part of the article so Colorado Springs Sergeant Jonathan Sharketti has this quote. It's abnormal. It's not something I've seen in my career. Oh, well, no shit, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he continues and says, for someone, to, for someone to repeatedly do such a thing, it's uncharted territory for me. Well, then stop her from doing it. I would say it's actually sharded territory. <laughs> Ah, oh, uncharted territory. That's that's pretty funny. I think that's the problem is that it is sharded territory. <laughs> right, right. You got a little boo-boo on your jogging shorts there. All right, well, that's our story for today. And 
Adam, you know what comes next. Yeah, I know. We have to apologize to our listener because we've run out of time for our additional news stories. Dang it. And so, and so we're not going to get to the story with this headline. Are you ready? Yep. Horrified McDonald's customers watch naked man inject drugs into his testicles. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people? So I'm going to apologize to our listener. We're not going to find out more about that story this week. But <laughs> as we always do, we encourage people to tune into future episodes because we may pick it up then. Absolutely. You ready for birthdays? I love birthdays, man. All right. I'm going to kick us off with Christopher Lloyd. Great Scott, Marty. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so he played Doc Brown on Back to the Future and uh, Jim on Taxi. And of course, he was actually a, a writer and a producer and uh, was involved in lots of different projects. Um, also on Sunday was Jeff Goldblum, who turned 65, which is crazy. The Fly. The Fly also, I mean, I loved him in Jurassic Park and lovingly in Independence Day. So today is actually the 58th birthday of Weird Al Yankovic. Dude, how great is Weird Al, man? He is so awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, for sure. He's he's easy to ignore um, for some, but I think he's actually incredibly talented. Dude, he is. He's a great musician. And and to be able to like inject comedy the way he does, I mean, he's he's been doing something very special that I don't feel like many other parody artists have been able to really do, so... If no, for, for there, well, well, I mean, think about it. There hasn't been another Weird Al. No, he is the parody guy for sure. He was, he was, a, he's been enormously popular and successful, and not one person has tried to copy him. So I think that's all you have to say about it. Yeah, fair enough. So on Wednesday is the 60th birthday of Nancy Cartwright. Do you know who that is? Not a single clue. That is the voice of Bart Simpson. Oh man! As soon as you said voice, I knew what it was. Dang it! Yeah. Yeah. Do you know uh, any of the other characters that she also provides the voice for? Um, I will once you tell me and refresh my memory. <laughs> uh, that would be Nelson Muntz. Great character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she also does the voice of Ralph Wiggum. When I grow up, I want to be a principal or a caterpillar. I love Ralph Wiggum. And she also does one of the Flanders sons, Todd Flanders. Todd, would you like some mixed vegetables? Hell no. <gasps> what did you say? I said I don't want any damn vegetables. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty yeah. wide range, actually. Oh, yeah. All the, all the kids, basically. And, ironically, all male voices. That's right. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, well, on Thursday, speaking of uh, cartoon shows, you have Seth MacFarlane, who turns 44 and is uh, one of the founders and writers of co-writers of Family Guy which I absolutely love. Also on the same day on Thursday, one of my biggest childhood crushes turned 72, and that would be Jacqueline Smith. Do you, do you know who Jacqueline Smith is? No. She was one of uh, Charlie's Angels in the original TV series. Oh, nice. And, nice. B- and by the way, for 72, not doing too bad. All right, moving on to Friday, we have John Cleese, and he turned 78. And I think that he said on a radio show down here in South Florida, he was like, yeah, he's like, it's pronounced Cleese because you don't say cheese. He's like, you say cheese. So it's like that, John Cleese. So everyone all these years have been mispronouncing John Cleese's name. Well, unless he's punking everybody. <laughs> you know? which, which He's part of Monty Python. That is possible. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, how many great things is, has he actually done? He, he's phenomenal, phenomenal. And you're, you're 100% right. He is definitely a comedic genius. genius. No doubt. Um, so on Saturday, we have Bill Gates. Turned 62, the co-founder of Microsoft. That seems and young, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like he'd be older. 
It does, you know, and <laughs> it's like, what do you give this guy for a gift? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. What what do you give Bill Gates for a birthday gift? Born this week and now dead? Uh-huh. Does the name Curly Howard mean anything to you? Negative. He is one of the Three Stooges. Oh, the Curly, Larry Moe and Curly. Yeah, and he died in 1952 at the age of 48. Man, that's young. Wow, that is young. Dang it. Yep. Next one is Johnny Carson, who, how interesting that he uh, was born and died in the same week. Wow, that's coincidental. Yeah, so he died in 2005 of cancer at the age of 80. Wow. And we'll round it out with Pablo Picasso, who died in 1973 at the age of 82. You know, I I always feel like that he is not from this era, but, I mean, he died in the 70s. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I would have never guessed that Pablo Picasso lived that long. I would have said he died in the 1800s. Yeah, like you think that he's like, you know, part of like the Renaissance period, but he's not. Yeah, absolutely. Adam, how would you like to hand out a Darwin Award today? I would love to hand out a Darwin Award. I've, in fact, always wanted to give out a Darwin Award. Well, let's give it a shot. So this story comes to us from Broome, Australia. Okay. So a good day, mate, to our Australian listeners. Yes. So Mitchell Ether, also known as Sharky, was the lead diver for a pearl farm. As the article explains, we'll just say that divers for a pearl farm can be a bit of a reckless group. Yes. One day on a routine dive, he miscalculated the amount of fuel that they needed for the air compressor that pumps air into the divers below. No bueno. So normally what you do, as they would as they would describe as standard operating procedure, is you would have everybody come back up to the surface. Yeah. And you, you get back on the boat or whatever, and you would put gas back in the compressor, and then you would go back down. Yeah. That's not what he did. So instead, he surfaced alone to top off the fuel tank while the compressor was still running. So as he's so he's up there standing on the on the deck, which which is un you know unsteady because it's a boat. Right. And, and the compressor had been running for a long time, so it's super red hot from the exhaust. Yeah. And so he spills some fuel while he's trying to put the you know fill up the compressor. Oh no. And the heat from the compressor ignites the fuel. Oh, no. So, so flames follow, follow the fuel into the tank, and and boom, this $200,000 brand new dive boat, fully fitted out for, for diving, is, is com- completely explodes. Oh, my gosh, dude. That seems like such a terrible way to go. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so hang on a second. So the mushroom cloud from the, from the oxygen <laughs> bottle explosion. Listen, the mushroom cloud from the explosion startled observers three miles away what in the world okay but i'm not done this did not kill him oh my gosh yes so luckily right before the big explosion he jumps in the water and and he's not and so he's not injured by the explosion wow so so he's not so all the all the divers come back to the service they're picked up by another boat so Despite the incident, Sharky, he was actually promoted from from to a skipper of a larger vessel. Oh, well, that sounds great. Right, because that's what you would do when a guy does something like that. So Absolutely. One day, so, so one day his crew was out, and he noticed that the mooring rope was tangled around the propeller. So instead of asking an outfitted diver for assistance, you know, a guy that was already fitted out that was in the water to just untangle it, yeah. Sharky, he puts on his own dive gear, starts the compressor, because obviously he needs, needs the compressor because he's going to be in the water. Right. He clips on a dive hose and jumps off the back of the boat. What he neglected to do was take the boat out of gear. Oh, no. 
Right, so the propeller is still, mo still moving. So once freed of the mooring rope, the spinning propeller entangles his hose oh. and starts reeling him in, and his lifeline pulled him through the propeller. That's bad. Oh, wow. What a way to go, man. Yep. And so congratulations, Sharky. You've earned a Darwin Award. Oh, that's horrifying. Yes. And you're also our Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. So congratulations for that, too. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Can I go now? And with that, we've come to our end of this installment of This Week Today. Adam? Yes, sir. What would you like to promote today? I would like to promote me and my audio editing services at lordsaunders.com. You can find me on all social media at the Lord Saunders. I am awesome. <laughs> no, but seriously, I would love to hear from you. Even if it's just to talk audio or need some help, uh, I'm here for you. Uh, as well as I'd like to promote my uh, promote three podcasts. The Avoid Being Hated podcast is always a great show. It's a very fun listen. Um, the Ostium podcast created by Alex C. Talander. Very, very cool. Very, very cool show. As well as the Blood Drawn Chronicles. Um, those are just three of my um, shout outs and favorites and or I'm helping them um, with their audio at this point. So uh, a lot of fun. And as well as usual, a big shout out to the Underdog Podcasting Community on Facebook. Yeah, thanks for that, too. Adam, as you know, we have a Patreon page. We do indeed. Yep. And Clay Groves of the Fish Nerds podcast became our very first contributor. Thank you, Clay. Terrible guest, though. <laughs> no, he's the worst. As a result, he was our guest on an episode a few weeks ago. And truth be to told, he's really, really good. Yes, agreed. Yeah, he's fantastic. And whether or not he would have been a Patreon supporter or not, we wanted to have him on anyways. Uh, but thank you for the contribution, Clay. However, we do want to remind listeners that for a limited time, if you choose to become a monthly supporter on Patreon, just like Clay, you too can be our special guest on the show. So go to patreon.com forward slash gravity beard and sign up today. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows, including In Session Film, Jake and Tom Conquer the World, Netflix and Swill, and many others. Go to podfixnetwork.com to check out the entire lineup. Listeners can find This Week Today on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the other music and sound effects can also be found on YouTube. You've been listening to This Week Today on the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. That was baloney.